This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. Little time to chat tonight, so it's off to the big overstuffed chair at the back of the studio to listen in along with you as we hear Sergeant Joe Friday, who tonight is with the missing persons detail. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. NBC brings you Dragnet. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to missing persons detail. You've never heard of Fountain Green, Utah. You've never heard of Juanita Lasky. Los Angeles is a big city, 452 square miles. 3,356,969 people. Your job, find her. Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime investigated and solved by the men who unrelentingly stand watch on the security of your home, your family, and your life. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. It was Monday, December 12th. It was cold in Los Angeles. We were working the day watch on a missing persons detail. My partner's Ben Romero. The boss is Ed Backstrand, chief of detectives. My name's Friday. I was on my way back from lunch, and it was 12.47 p.m. when I got to room 67A. Missing persons detail. 4G. Federal cafe. Good soup today. What kind? Uh, corn chowder. It was real good. Place is jammed with Christmas shoppers. I had to wait. Mm. Haven't even started my shopping yet. You? Mm, I gotta pick up something for my mother. Prices are high. I'll send a lot of cards. Wait till you get married, Joe. Ever try to sell a Christmas card to a kid? They got to have something with wheels on it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Missing persons, Friday. Fountain Green, Utah, calling the Los Angeles Police Department. Bureau of Missing Persons. My party will speak with anyone in charge. This is Missing Persons, Sergeant Friday. Just a moment, please. Mrs. Lasky, ready with your call to Los Angeles. Hello? 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 Here's your party. Go ahead, please. Uh, Operator? Yes, madam. Uh, Could you please give me the charges for this call? I'm using my neighbor's phone. All right, madam. Please signal when your call is completed. Oh, yes, yes, I'll do that. Go ahead, please. Hello? Uh, Hello? Are you missing persons? Yes, ma'am. Sergeant Friday. This is Mrs. Hannah Lasky. 
Yes, ma'am? This is in regard to my daughter, Juanita Lasky. I, I haven't heard from her in well over a month, and I I'm terribly worried. Where was she staying in Los Angeles, Ms. Lasky? At the Chelsea Hotel for Women. I, I, I have the address. Uh, 941 South Melrose Street. I can't understand it. Ever since Juanita's been away from home, she she's written twice a week regularly. When's the last time you heard from her? The last letter I have is postmarked November 2nd. You know how it is, Sergeant. We have no relatives in Los Angeles, and, and she's trying to find work down there, living all alone. I, I just don't know what to do. All right, Ms. Lasky. I'll take her description over the phone and make out a preliminary report. You'll have to send us a photograph of your daughter and a letter to the effect that you want us to trace her. I'll get the letter and the snapshot off today. Now, what's your daughter look like? What's her full name? Juanita Marie Lasky. L-A-S-K-E-Y. No, 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 no E. All right. Her age, weight, and height. She was 26 last July 10th, 128 pounds, and about my height. Well, how tall are you, Ms. Lasky? Oh, oh, yes. Um, five feet, seven inches. She has auburn hair. It's quite long, and her eyes are green. Okay, I got it. Any outstanding scars, birthmarks, anything that might help us identify her? Uh, what's that? I say any outstanding scars, birthmarks, anything that might help us identify her? No. Where can we contact you, Ms. Lasky? 122 Brigham Young Street, Fountain Green, Utah. When you find Juanita, I wish you'd have her call me right away. I I I'll pay for the call. We'll do that, Ms. Lasky. What's your number up there? This is the neighbor's phone, but, but they'll call me. It's Fountain Green 14R2. Yeah. You will try to find her as fast as you can. We'll go to work on it. Well, Juanita always comes home for the Christmas holidays. All right. I wouldn't worry about it, Ms. Lasky. We'll call you just as soon as we get any kind of a lead on her. Oh, thank you so much, Sergeant. And, and if there's any charge, I'll be glad to pay it. No charge. If your daughter's in Los Angeles, I think we can find her. Oh, if there's anything wrong, you'll let me know right away? Yes, ma'am. You're very kind. Goodbye. Bye. What you got, Joe? Some girl owes her mother a letter. Come on, Ben. Just a routine call. We made the usual check, the morgue, all the hospitals, the county jail. And then we went through the repeater file. We found a Juanita Lasky in the files, but the age and description didn't match. We put that lead in the discard. After the usual paperwork, the next step was to check our last known residence, the Chelsea Hotel for Women. Here it is, Joe. Chelsea Hotel. Yeah. 55 rooms all outside. You're home away from home. Now let's go in. Hotel. Thank you. Here's a bell. Yes, sir. May I help you? We're looking for a Miss Juanita Lasky. I'll ring her room. Whom shall I say is calling? Is she in? I believe so. I just saw her about an hour ago. Okay. Would you ring her room, please? Uh, yes, sir. And whom shall I say is calling? My name's Friday. All right, Mr. Friday. Just a moment. Uh, do you wish to speak with her on the phone, or shall I have her come down? Ask her to come down if she doesn't mind. She doesn't seem to answer. It's funny. I'll ring again. No, sir. She doesn't seem to be in. Would you like to leave a message? Didn't you say you saw her about an hour ago? Yes, I did. She must have gone out again. I wonder if we could check her room. Oh, no. Gentlemen are not allowed above the main lobby. I'm sorry, ma'am. 
We're from the police department. Missing persons. I'm Sergeant Friday. This is Sergeant Romero. Oh. You men are from missing persons, did you say? Yes, ma'am. Well, I'm sure Juanita's has just stepped out for a moment if you'd care to wait here in the lobby. We haven't got much time, ma'am. We'd appreciate it if you'd sort a room. Certainly. I'll get to the taxi. That's uh, 2.15. The elevator's right this way. Thank you. What seems to be the trouble? Some friend of Juanita's missing? No, ma'am. Juanita. Juanita? I don't understand. Her mother's a little worried about her. Down this way. Here we are. No wonder she didn't hear the phone. She's in the shower. Yes, ma'am. Um, would you rap on the bathroom door and tell her we'd like to talk to her as soon as she's through? We'll wait out here in the hall. Certainly. Juanita? Juanita, there are two gentlemen here to see you. Juanita? Juanita? I'm coming in. It's Miss Waters. Sergeant? Yeah? There's no one in the shower. It's running, isn't it? Yes, and I see a robe and towel all laid out. We better take a look around. Turn off the shower, will you? Yeah. You must have left in a hurry. Say, here's a fresh change of clothing on the bed. Where's the closet, ma'am? This door? Yes, that's right. Closet full of clothes. There's a couple of pieces of luggage in there. This isn't like one, either. Funny, isn't it? You say you saw her about an hour ago. Yes, I did. Coming in or going out? Oh, coming in, I thought. You have room service here? Yes, we have a coffee shop downstairs. Uh-huh. The tray of food here on the table hasn't been touched. Coffee's still warm. Shut that radio off, will you, Ben? Yeah. Could she have gotten out of the building without you seeing her? No, we don't have a rear entrance. You sure you didn't see her go out the front door just before we got here? No. No, I did not. How about her mail? Has she been picking it up lately? I think so. We can check that down at the desk. Yeah, here's some letters. Postmark Utah. Return address. Mrs. H. Lask. Mother. Let me see that one, Beth. This is one of your telephone message forms? Well, let me see. Yes, yes, that's right. Says long distance call operator two Fountain Green, Utah. According to this slip, this call was received at one twenty-five today. May I see that, sir? Certainly. Yes, that's Edna's writing. Mrs. Tollison took that call. She relieves me for lunch. Well, do you know whether she returned this call? Well, if she did, there'll be a record down at the desk. Uh-huh. Now, you're positive that you saw one Alaska an hour ago. Yes, oh, I'm sure. Just about an hour ago. Five feet seven, 128 pounds, green eyes, red hair. Red hair? Oh, no. Juanita's a blonde. Her mother told us that Juanita Lasky had red hair. Now, we weren't too surprised. A lot of women change the color of their hair. It would make identification a little more difficult, but not impossible. We checked down at the desk. Juanita Lasky had picked up all her mail, but she had not answered that long-distance phone call to Fountain Green. The next step was to question some of the people in the Chelsea Hotel who knew Juanita. We tried room 217. Yeah, oh, Gloria, these men are police officers. They want to ask you some questions. Oh, yes. Is it all right for them to... Yes, yes, of course. This is an exception. Won't you come in? Thank you. What's your name, miss? Gloria Edgerton. You know Juanita Lasky? Yes, I know her. She has a room right next door to me. Have you seen her today? No, I haven't. I've been out doing my Christmas shopping. Why? We were trying to locate her, Miss Edgerton. 
Wasn't she in her room? I thought I heard her shower going. Yeah, she did, but she wasn't in there. When was the last time you saw her? Last night at dinner. We always eat dinner together. Did she say anything that might lead you to believe that she was going anywhere today? No. She said she might do some Christmas shopping today, so I suggested she go with me, and she agreed. She said she let me know this morning. Did she? No, she didn't. I just assumed that maybe she was sleeping in, so I went on alone. Are you sure she hasn't just stepped out? We don't know. You're just going down to the corner. It's a little unusual to leave the shower running, the radio on, and let your lunch get cold. Did she do that? How long has Juanita had blonde hair? Well, ever since I've known her, about six months. We moved in here together. We work at the same place. Where's that, Miss Edgerton? At the Cadet building. We're elevator operators. I see. Who's your immediate superior down there? Darlene Camp. She's cheap starter. Mm-hmm. You got that, Ben? Mm-hmm. She have many dates? No, not too many. Juanita likes to go steady. Who was her steady boyfriend? Paul Matthews. He works in the Cadet building too. He's in the dental lab for Doctor Welty. Sixth floor. Now, is there anything else that you'd like to add that might help us find her? Well, are you sure she's lost? The Claggett Building is in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. It's a business and professional building. The cornerstone says, erected in 1924, and it stands 12 stories high. The main entrance is on Hill Street. Here we go. All right, Miriam. Going up. Get back in the car, please. Are you Darlene Camp? Yes. Just a moment, please. Going out. All right, Dora. Can I help you? I'm Sergeant Friday, Police Department. This is Sergeant Romero. Yes, sir. Juanita Lasky work for you? Yes, she does. She's one of my operators. When's the last time you saw her? Mm, anything wrong? No, no. We're just trying to locate her. <laughs> you just missed her by 45 minutes. All right, Sylvia. She was in to pick up a check. You know where she cashes her check? Most of the girls cash them down at the bank on the corner. There's only one around here over on 8th. You say about 45 minutes ago? Yes, that's right. Thanks very much, Miss Camp. Come on, Ben. Going up. All right, Marion. Yeah, bank's not far from here. Yeah, it is kind of funny, isn't it? What's that? Her room, the shower, the radio, that lunch. Door pulled out in a hurry. What do you think? I don't know what to figure. It's a new one on me. She's alive. We know that. She was 45 minutes ago, anyway. Hmm. Christmas is here. Santa Claus in his chimney. Yeah. No. Oh. I beg your pardon, sir. Yeah, that's all right. Merry Christmas. Same to you. Here we are, Joe. Guess we better check with the manager, huh? You the manager? I'm the assistant manager. Can I help you? Police department. Yes, sir. I'd like to find out if a check has been cashed here within the hour. Yes, sir. And what's the party's name? Lasky, Juanita, payroll check, Claggett building. Yes, sir. I know Miss Lasky. If you'll uh, step behind the counter, I'll get the check. Thank you. If you'll uh, just wait right here. Okay, thanks. wonder why she stopped writing to her mother. It's a good question. When we find her, we'll ask her. wonder if anything was wrong where she worked. No, it didn't seem to be. We'll check back there when we finish here. Yeah, and that boyfriend, Paul Matthews, too. Yeah, oh, here's our man. Yes, sir. Here's the cancel check. I okayed it. You sure it's the same girl? Blonde girl, elevator operator in the Claggett building. Was she alone? I think so. Did she appear normal? No. No, she didn't seem to be as friendly as she usually is. Now, does she have an account here? did have a small savings account here, but she closed it out about a month ago. I see. Well, here's our card. If you should happen to see her again, give us a call. I'll do that. Thank you very much. Entirely welcome. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
went back to the Claggett building. Ben called the Chelsea Hotel from the phone booth in the lobby of the building. Miss Waters, the manager, was keeping a sharp lookout, but Juanita Lasky had not been heard from. Paul Matthews worked in a dental lab for a Dr. Welding. His office was number 637. Yes, gentlemen, I'll help you. We'd like to see Paul Matthews. I'm Paul Matthews. We're from Missing Persons Police Department. Sergeant Friday, I'm Sergeant Merrill. Yes, sir. Do you know a Juanita Lasky? Yes, sir. When's the last time you saw her? Saturday night. We went to a show. Is there something wrong? We're trying to locate her. Do you see a lot of each other? Yes, we do. I don't understand... Ms. Lasky disappeared from the hotel a couple hours ago. Thought maybe you might know where she is. No, I don't. Today's her day off. Maybe she's out shopping. Has Juanita done anything wrong? No, it's just that her mother hasn't heard from her for quite some time. I can explain that. Juanita's an elevator operator here in the building. That's how I met her. They don't make much money, you know. Yeah. She was having a hard time making ends meet. She sends money home to her mother every month or so, and besides that, she's got to pay rent and buy clothes and eat. It's pretty rough. She seemed despondent over all this? No, I wouldn't say that, but she was kind of unhappy about not getting a raise. Do you have any outside job? No, sir, she didn't. What kind of a girl is she? What do you mean? Cheerful, good-natured. Oh, sure. Fine girl. We get along swell. I... I, I still don't get it. Well, maybe there's nothing to it. Just a routine check. I hope she's all right. When did all this come up? A couple of hours ago. We might have to check back with you. If I can help. Okay. Thanks for the information. Here's our card. If you hear from her, we'll give us a ring. You don't suppose anything's happened to her? That's what we're trying to find out. Goodbye, Mr. Matthew. <laughs> When we got back to Central Division, we had a full description of Juanita Lasky teletype to all outlying stations in the metropolitan area of Los Angeles. We also put out an APB. We double-checked the repeater file and the wanderer file. We made out a full report on our findings to date. During the next eight days, we located a missing husband for a wife in Memphis, Tennessee. We picked up a runaway boy missing from his home in Reno, Nevada, and a 79-year-old veteran of the Spanish-American War who left his home in Bakersfield, California because he didn't like his daughter-in-law's cooking. But Juanita Lasky was still a mystery. For eight days, we checked and rechecked all our known friends and habits. We went back over the course a dozen times, but no trace. It was almost as if she had ceased to exist that day in the Chelsea Hotel. The letter and photograph from her mother had arrived, and we circulated it to cities all over the country. Her mother wrote that during the war, Juanita was a whack corporal. We put a tracer through to the War Department. That way, we'd have another photo and a full set of fingerprints. Well, where do you want to start today? I'll get it. Missing persons, Friday. Joe, this is Spencer over in the morgue. Yeah, Archie. You still looking for that girl? Uh, what's her name? Ramona Lasky? Juanita, yeah. Just had one brought in. Looks like your girl to me. The city morgue is located in the basement of the Hall of Justice on West Temple Street, across the street from the city hall. A lot of missing persons cases end right here. Archie Spencer met us at the door. Hi, Joe. How's the wife been? Oh, fine, Archie. Over here, Joe. Cooler 23. Give me a hand, huh? You bet. That's her, isn't it? When's she going to be posted? As soon as your fingerprint man gets here. Yeah. That's Ramona Lasky, isn't it? Juanita. Juanita, I mean. No. No, that's not her, Archie. You sure? Yeah. No, I was almost positive. Sure looks like this picture in your bulletin. 
Yeah, yeah, she looks a lot like the picture, but it's not Juanita Lasky. Five foot seven, green eyes, blonde hair, about 130. Hmm. How close can you get? Look at the face. You sure that's not her? Yeah, I'm sure. Look at her hair, the roots. Yeah, they're blonde all the way down. They ought to be dark. Our girls are bleached blonde. Yeah, I see what you mean. Look at her right hand, index and middle fingers. Heavy nicotine stains. Our girl didn't smoke, Aki. Yeah, I see what you mean. Well, guess I was wrong. That's not Ramona. Juanita. Come on, Ben. That afternoon, we got another phone call from Fountain Green, Utah. Juanita Lasky's mother. We told her we hadn't found any trace of her daughter. It was a hard job. We had answered calls like this before, but maybe it was just the season of the year. Somehow, we felt that we had to find Juanita Lasky by Christmas. We covered every angle we could think of. We kept close watch on all incoming reports. We stayed in close contact with her friends and Miss Waters at the Chelsea Hotel. Regardless of the name on the incoming reports, we checked every set of fingerprints against those we had received on Juanita Lasky from the War Department. Still, no trace. December 23rd, we checked in for work at 8.30 a.m. Chief Ed Backstrand wanted to see us. Got a little something on the Lasky girl. Might help you. What is it, Kevin? man by the name of Willard Harris owns a bar out in Pomona. Phoned in this morning. Yeah? Found a woman's handbag left in the bar. Driver's license made out to Juanita Lasky. Why'd you think to call her? He's got a television set in his bar. Saw the Lasky girl's picture on Sergeant Rosenquist's broadcast last night. How about the girl? Says he can't place her. You uh, better hop out and pick up that purse. Willard Harris owned the Mission Trail Bar. Was in the bus terminal in the heart of Pomona. The Christmas traffic was heavy all the way out Garvey Boulevard. It was 10.45 when we pulled up in front of the bar. Willard Harris was inside taking a liquor inventory when we walked in. How do you do? You, Mr. Harris? Yes, that's right. You fellas with General Liquors? Los Angeles Police Department. My name's Friday. This is Sergeant Romero. Oh, say. Glad to know you boys. Yeah, I called Los Angeles this morning. We came right out. Say, um, how about a little eye-opener? Got some fine Irish whiskey. No, thanks, Mr. Harris. How about your partner there? No, thank you. All right, boys. Guess you want that purse, huh? Yes, please. Yeah. Here you are. Just as I found it. I opened it up to get the owner's name, but that's all. Didn't touch a thing. Okay. Thanks, Mr. Harris. You said that you didn't remember seeing the woman who left this. No, I don't. Herb works with me here. He might have seen her, but he didn't. I asked him the night we found it. How long ago did you find this for? Oh, about two weeks. No, a little closer to a week. Yeah. yeah, about eight days ago. I usually hold something like this for 30 days. That's the law, you know. Yeah. But I saw that fellow on the television on that missing persons program. That's how come I called you, boys. Well, thanks very much, Mr. Harris. That's all, boys. Cold out this morning. Sure you don't want a little bit? No, thanks, Mr. Harris. Goodbye. We checked the personnel at the bus terminal, but none of them seemed to recognize Juanita Lasky's photograph. We checked the contents of her purse, but we found nothing unusual. Four one-dollar bills and some change and the normal things women carry. Since it was money in the bag, we felt sure that Juanita Lasky had lost the purse herself. That meant that she was alive eight days ago, two days after she walked out of the Chelsea Hotel. 
It's the only print carried on a California driver's license. It matched the same print on the War Department record. It didn't prove anything except that all the evidence tied in and belonged to the girl we were looking for, Juanita Lasky. The next morning, December 24th, we checked in for work at 8.30. Morning, Ben. All right, Joe, here's the daily report. You want to check them? There's a mess of them. Let's get at them. You look through any of them yet? No, not yet. I figured it'd wait for you. All right, I'll take half, huh? Mm. Got any shopping done? No, you? Um, lunch hour, mostly. Mm-hmm. Found some nice cards. Be sure to send me one. Yeah, I'll hand it to you in the morning. Let's trade shaving lotions like we did last year. If I get any. You can get some. My kid's got a bottle all picked out for you. It's called South Pole for that cool thing. Yeah. He's only a kid. You're feeling one, eh? Better than he gets old. Uh. Oh, he'll do it. That's it, buddy. On the last case. Thanks, home. Oh, Ben, listen to this. Yeah? Bureau of Criminal Investigation, Sacramento. Here's a kickback on our APB. Yeah, what's it say? Uh, reading your APB, number 43 on 12, 1248. Our records disclose that Juanita Lasky applied for a position of civilian clerk at Marchfield, California, U.S. Army Air Base, using alias Gene Davis. How about the fingerprint classification? Yeah, let me find it. Yeah, FPC. Key 19, primary 32 over 32, inner over outer, final 15 over 17. Friends, check out. That's our girl, Joe. The Sacramento report stated that Gene Davis had applied for government work at Marchfield, California. Well, a couple of things dropped into place. Her purse had been found in Pomona. That's right on the main highway from Los Angeles to Riverside. And the application for a job at the Army Air Base a few miles beyond Riverside. We put through a long-distance phone call, and they told us that Gene Davis was employed there as a civilian clerk but failed to show up for work that morning. It seems like we run fresh out of luck every trip, doesn't it? Yeah, we get so close, and then she's gone again. What do you think she's on the go for? If I could figure that, I could find her. I'll get it. Missing persons, Friday. Yeah? We'll be right over. We didn't find her, but she's been found. Juanita Lasky just walked into the Chelsea Hotel. We went over to the Chelsea Hotel. Technically, our job was completed now. Juanita Lasky had been found. We went over to make out a routine report. The streets were pretty jammed with last-minute Christmas shoppers, so we walked the last block to the hotel. What's your guess, Joe? Let's ask her. Come on, let's go in. That looks like her over by the desk there. Yeah, pretty well memorized that face. Sergeant, this is Juanita Lasky. Sergeant Friday Sergeant Romero, Juanita. How do you do, Miss Lasky? How do you do? I'm sorry, I'm terribly sorry. Miss Waters told me. You mind telling him? Where have you been? Sergeant, I don't know. These last 12 days have been a complete loss to me. Miss Waters told me what happened. I went over to see my doctor. He said I had temporary amnesia. I can't treat me. I see. What's your doctor's name, Miss Lasky? Dr. Rudner von Crenshaw. Well, we're glad you're okay. Kind of had us going there for a while. Oh, I'm sorry. Could I use your phone, Miss Waters? Oh, certainly. Help yourself. Thank you. Long distance? I'd like to place a person-to-person call to Mrs. Hannah Lasky, Fountain Green, Utah. That number is 14R2. Fountain Green, Utah, 14R2. That's right. Your name and number, please. Joe Friday, and this is Hempstead, 8594. Thank you. Rate operator. 
Fountain Green, Utah, route and night person rate from Los Angeles. DC Mount Pleasant, Salt Lake, night person 140. Through Salt Lake. Salt Lake, Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant, Fountain Green. Mountain Green. Fountain Green, 14R2. Mrs. Hannah Lasky, Los Angeles, California, calling. Thank you. Ringing operator. Hello. Mrs. Hannah Lasky, please. Los Angeles, California, calling. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Hang on. I'll, I'll get her. Waiting on your party, sir. Thanks. Getting through all right, you? Yeah. Lucky. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Hello, Ms. Lasky. Yes? Just a minute, Ms. Lasky. Juanita. Hmm? You're wanted on the phone. Oh, who is it? Just say hello. She'll take it from there. Let's go, Ben. Hello? Yes? Hello, Mother. Come on, Ben. Yes, I'm all right. See you tomorrow, Joe. Merry Christmas. Yeah, it is, isn't it? The story you have just heard is true. Only the names were changed to protect the innocent. Upon further examination by competent medical authorities, Juanita Lasky was found to be suffering from periodic spells of amnesia. She was given treatment and a complete cure was effected. You have just heard the eighth in a new series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice for Dragnet is furnished by the Los Angeles Police Department. Tonight's program is dedicated to Corporal Grady A. Beecham of the 9th Precinct Metropolitan Police Force, Washington, D.C., who, on the night of December 2nd, 1948, gave his life so that yours might be more secure. Dragnet came to you from Los Angeles. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Stay tuned for Duffy's Tavern next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for Duffy's Tavern. Hello, Duffy's Tavern, where the elite meet the eat. Archie, the genial manager speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. And how are you this lovely evening, my good man? Huh? No, I ain't got the pip. <laughs> but I got a new philosophy. Uh, you see, by being nice to others, I find it makes me happy. In other words, uh, do one to others, and you will find the blue beard of happiness yourself. <laughs> and it wouldn't hurt you none to practice what I preach, Duffy. Well, like with your wife, uh, don't just walk up to her and tell her she's a big, fat horse. Even if it's true. <laughs> It'd be so much nicer to say, my dear, it ain't that you're so big. It's just that the house is so small. <laughs> Well, certainly, Duffy, don't forget, all men is cremated equal, and, uh, 
And they would like to be treated as such. Well, think it over. I'll call you back. I got some work here that I got to cheerfully do. Okay, uh, Eddie, uh, get me a pail of hot water and a mop, will you? Well, you gonna take a bath? <laughs> no, I'm gonna mop up the place now. Uh, uh, let me get to work here. You? Going to work? Is it such a surprise? Well, up to now, it's been one of your hidden talents. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, that's all been changed, Eddie. I'm even gonna help you to do your work now. Hand me the mop. Okay, but don't get too close to me. Why not? Well, whatever you got, I don't want to catch it. <laughs> Look, how come you suddenly want to do my work? Eddie, just because a guy wants to help people, do you have to be suspicious? If the guy is you and the people is me, yes. <laughs> Eddie, I'll let you in on a secret. You see, I got a new philosophy. Considering others. You see, I've been taking an inventory of myself. Yeah? Yeah. How much you short? <laughs> Look, I'm serious. If a guy is going to be happy in this world, he's got to help thy neighbor. He's got to be sweet, kind, considerate, and polite, and courteous. Well, if you ask me... Shut up, I'm talking. <laughs> uh, I find uh, all you need to be happy is your, your health and a few good friends. Counting an awful lot on health, ain't you? <laughs> Why not? I just had a physical checkup from Dr. Conkle and... He said there was nothing wrong with me. Nothing wrong, huh? Did he check your credit rating? <laughs> okay, Eddie. Slap me on the other cheek. You're still my friend. Now, please step aside while I mop the floor. I sure wish I had known a little while ago you was going to mop the floor. Why? I got to put up bleachers and charge admission. <laughs> oh, good evening, Miss Duffy. And how are you this evening? Why don't you keep your big mouth shut? <laughs> About what? About that advice that you gave Papa on the telephone. All I told him was to be nice to your mother. What was wrong with that? Plenty. In trying to be nice, he sneaked up behind Mama and put his arms around her. That's what started the trouble. Uh, how come? She hollered, Papa, come quick, there's a strange man in the house. <laughs> so, one word led to another, and Papa wound up with a cracked skull. Words can't crack a guy's skull. They can when they're in a 2,000-page dictionary. <laughs> you and your philosophy. What's wrong with philosophy? Remember, philosophy is, is the one thing that makes man the superior, if not the equal of the beast. Oh, hello, Finnegan. I, I went down to the employment agency you sent me to. Uh, good. How'd you make out? Well... Uh, they asked me a lot of questions and gave me a bunch of tests till I found out the thing that I was best suited for. Uh, what was that? Unemployment. <laughs> but Finnegan, you, you can't make a career out of unemployment. Uh, maybe not, but it makes an awful nice sideline. <laughs> but uh, thanks for trying to help me, Yard. Well, Finnegan, your happiness is mine. Hiya, fellas. Oh, Oh, Mr. Maroon. Hello, Joe. How's the wife and kids and Vitalis? Holy cow, I'm even being nice to a radio announcer. Uh, uh, Joe, I heard your program tonight. All right, we can do without the nasty cracks. No, Joe, I was... I know how your mind works. You were going to say, I heard your program under very unfavorable conditions. The radio was on. <laughs> Honest, Joe, that was the... Arch, I'm sick and tired of your insults. Joe, I've changed. I... 
I was about to say I think you're great. I, I even wrote a letter to the Vitalis people about you. Oh, trying to get me fired, huh? Not at all. Me letter told them what a nice, soft voice you have. I see. Trying to make them think I don't speak loud enough for people to hear what I have to say. <laughs> Joe, you got me wrong. I uh, even told them how all the customers here in the tavern really love you, you know? How we in the tavern are all great fans of yours. Oh, fine. Now they'll think all my friends are bums. <laughs> Look, Joe, you're making a mistake. I'm your pal. You see, I, I use Vitalis. Well, what do you want, a medal? Lloyd Mangrum uses Vitalis. Craig Wood uses it. Gene Sarazen uses it. Well, Joe, I, I just told you, I do too. Oh, and I suppose you think you're as good a golfer as they are. <laughs> Joe, I didn't say that. No? No. So now I'm a liar. <laughs> Look, Joe, I'm a friend of yours. You've got no right saying things like that. Now he's trying to tell me what I can say. Look, Joe... Listen, Arch, if I want to say the Vitalis 60-second workout helps stimulate the scalp and gives it a wonderful, refreshing, tingling sensation, and it also routes loose dandruff and helps check excessive falling hair, well, by George, I'm going to say it. Now, look, And Joe. if I want to say that Vitalis keeps your hair well-groomed, I'm going to say that, too. Joe, not so loud. You're annoying a customer. Oh, yeah? This is still a free country. I'd like to see you or anybody else stop me from saying that Vitalis tames down dry, hard-to-manage hair. Okay, Joe. Go ahead and say it if it makes you happy. Go right ahead and talk about Vitalis to your heart's content. Oh, so now you're trying to make me a blabbermouth. <laughs> Please, indulge yourself. Tell me about Vitalis. Go on, Joe. Please. I'm not talking. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, Joe. Say something. Okay. Good night. <laughs> what an attitude. Thank goodness I got a philosophy. Look, Socrates. <laughs> you gonna go on being nice to people because you ain't gonna have a friend left. Yeah, it's beginning to look that way. Hello? Who's this? Oh, uh, Dr. Conkle's mates? Hiya, honey. Eddie, uh, there are a couple of things in the kitchen I'd like to get to get after. Yeah, a couple of things in the kitchen I'd like to get after me. <laughs> Look, Eddie, I'm insinuating that I'd like a little privacy here. Oh, okay, friendly one. <laughs> get on it. Uh, <clears throat> pardon the interruption, honey. Oh. Oh, hello, Dr. Conkle. <laughs> uh, oh, doctor, did you get a report on me physical checkup? Uh, well, how am I? Huh? I'm a what? A hypochondriac? <laughs> no kidding. The worst case you've ever seen? Well, what can I do for it? Go up to the Catskills and get some peace and rest? But, uh, before I leave town, you, you want your money, huh? You'll give me three days? <clears throat> Just a minute, Miss Duffy. I'm talking to me doctor. Now look, doctor. Huh? Well, how much time did you say I got? You'll only give me three days. Huh? Three days? Oh, poor Archie. Uh, look, uh, doc, you, you couldn't make that a week, could you? <laughs> no, huh? Well, you say three days, three days it is. Thanks for calling. Archie, the doctor only gives you three days? Yeah, Miss Duffy, but I'd rather you didn't tell nobody about it, huh? Archie, it'll be our secret. <laughs> 
You have my word as a woman. Thanks. Hello, Vera. Did you hear about Archie? He only has three days to live. Yeah. Yeah, three days. Oh, incidentally, I bought the darlingest hat yesterday. Hey, Miss Moran, you hear about Mr. Archie? What? He only got two days to live. Colucci, did you hear about Archie? He only has one day to live. Uh, Eddie, did you hear about Archie? What? He's dead. <laughs> Think. Poor Archie's dead. Well, that's life. Well, I suppose it's better to have lived and died than never to have died at all. Ah, uh, Eddie, I was just. Hello, gang. I said hello. Well, why don't somebody say something? Hello, Miss Archie. Hello, Archie. Goodbye, Archie. I mean, <laughs> uh, hello. Oh, uh, look, gang, I got some news for you. See, I spoke to my doctor, and, well, it looks like I'm going on a little journey. What a beautiful way to put it. <laughs> Archie, I want you to know that we're going to miss you. Well, thanks, Miss Duffy, but I think it'll be a good thing to get away from the tavern, you know, kind of get close to the soil. <laughs> What's the matter? I think I'm pretty lucky. There ain't everybody that can go away at this time of the year. Yeah, it is a nice season for it. Uh, by the way, I, I thought you were sort of a going away gift. Wow. Ain't that sweet? Lilies. How do you feel, Archie? Well, not so bad considering, but uh, I'll be glad to get away. You know, the last couple of days I've had kind of a boxed-in feeling. <laughs> Well, naturally. Uh, look, fellas, if you'll excuse me, I ain't got much time and I got a lot of plans to make. I'm trying to figure out what place I should go to. <laughs> you got a choice? <laughs> sure, but I ain't quite decided yet. Uh, ain't that kind of decided for you? <laughs> not at all. I'm trying to figure out which place would be the least crowded. Hey, got a housing problem there, too. Sure. Sure, them places do big business all year round. Uh, incidentally, gang, there'll be certain financial arrangements in connection with this little trip that, uh... uh financial arrangements? Yeah, you know, a guy like me likes to travel first class, you know, in a private compartment. In other words, I don't want a lot of other people piled in with me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, especially strangers. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I was wondering... Uh, uh, how much money you need? Well, it depends. I suppose I could cut expenses a little. Or... How? Well, I could go sitting up. <laughs> but it still takes a little dough, you know. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, man, Miss Art. Okay, Eddie. Look, Finnegan, Miss Duffy. Yeah. Uh, the man needs a little money for a funeral. I know what you're going to say, Eddie, and I think you're right. At a time like this, his friend should help him. 
But when you think of it, he, he ain't been such a bad guy. Yeah, that's right. Besides, he might come back and put a curse on it. <laughs> Hey, uh, look, uh, how much will the funeral cost? I don't know, but I put in a couple of dollars for the flowers. Yeah, and I'll put in a couple of dollars towards the undertaker. Well, I only got two bits, but at least it'll buy one of the handles. <laughs> okay, let's tell him the good yeah, news. Good uh, Mr. Archer. Uh, yes? Uh, well, uh, uh, what I want to say is, uh, sir, we, we, we got together a little sinking fund for you. <laughs> Gee, thanks, fellas. Yeah, so we'd like you to take this money. It ain't much, but at least it'll be enough to cover you part of the way. Gang, you know, this quickens me to the hilt. I, I really don't know what to say. Certainly am going to miss you all. Hey, maybe you'd like to come along with me. Watch, well, there's a limit to friendship. Well, uh, anyway, I want you to know I sure appreciate it. Another thing, I... I want you to know that I'm going to pay this money back. Every cent of it. When? As soon as I return. You're coming back? Well, of course. Oh. Well, wrap three times on the table so we'll know it's you. Patrick. Finny, and what is all this nonsense? The way you people is acting, you think I was going to me grave. Eddie, shall we tell him? <laughs> yeah, but they'll be diplomatic. They break it kind of gentle. Like oh, I'll be very gentle. The Arch, there's something we've been wanting to tell you. Yes, Finnegan? You're about to croak off. <laughs> what? That's right, Miss Archer. Don't be ridiculous, Eddie. Gonna be a long time before they bury me. Maybe so, but for the next three days, don't lay down in your tuxedo. <laughs> Wait a minute, what's all this talk about dying? Miss Archie, we felt that we really ought to tell you. Well, certainly, everybody in the neighborhood knows that you're gonna die. That's right, Archie, and you can't disappoint them. Everybody in the neighborhood knows. How come I'm just finding out about it? Well, you know the old saying, the corpse is always the last one to know. Wait a minute. Hello? Oh. Wait a Who was that? Cavendish, the undertaker. <laughs> what do you want? Measurements. <laughs> Miss Duffy. Are these guys on a level with this talk about me dying? Sorry, Archie, but it's true. How, how long did they give me? Well, the smart money says three days. <laughs> three days? Oh, no, it can't be. You went for that physical checkup, didn't you? Well, sure. What did the doctor say? Well, nothing much. I spoke to him on the phone. He said I should get peace and rest. Hey, wait a minute. Did he say peace and rest or rest and peace? <laughs> There's another thing. No wonder he was in such a hurry to get his money. Eddie, this is terrible. The doctor must have told everybody but me. He probably won't spare your feelings. Well, how long did you say I got? Three days. Three days. Give me that phone. Who are you going to call? Peaches Latour, the striptease. I'm going to make a date for Saturday night. <laughs> a date with Peaches? Your last night on earth? Eddie, you leave the world the way you want, and I'll leave the way I want. <laughs> Hello, Peaches. 
Archie. Uh, what are you doing Saturday night? Well, I thought maybe you and me could go and have dinner and a uh, movie and maybe later on catch me funeral. <laughs> oh, oh, haven't you heard? But darling, the word is all over town. I'm dying by Saturday. <laughs> huh? So what about the date? You'd rather make it Sunday. <laughs> well, uh, look, I'll try, but if I don't seem very affectionate, I hope you'll understand. <laughs> okay, Peaches, if I don't see you in the meantime, uh, maybe I'll see you up in the great beyond on that little runway in the sky. <laughs> okay, Peaches. Poor kid, she's sure gonna miss me. Look, hold on to me arm, will you, Finnegan? Sure. What's the matter, Rod? Oh, this, this pain. It's getting a lot worse. What pain? This disease of mine. What kind of a disease is it, Archie, you know? Well, it's, it's called a hypo something or other. <laughs> As I understand it, it's a rare disease not even known to man. In fact, the only time you ever run across it is in crossword puzzles. <laughs> I see you. Nobody knows what it is, huh? Nope. For years, the Rockefeller Foundation has been working day and night trying to perfect it. Uh... <laughs> but they're still wandering in the dark. But, Arch, you study chemistry. Don't you even know what it is? Well, I have my personal theory. You see, uh, the way I figure it is, the, the blood, or as us chemists call it, the H2O... <laughs> Is uh, composed of two parts, you see. First, there's the red corpuscles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the white corpuscles, you see. <laughs> now, as we all know, uh, these red corpuscles uh, are rather prone to chase after the white corpuscles. Why? Well, it's uh, like the birds and the bees. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway... Uh, all this horsing around uh, tends to start <laughs> to start an internal combustion in the bloodstream. Well, when this bloodstream reaches high tide, uh, it overflows into the elementary canal. <laughs> well, brother, once this happens, you're in trouble, especially if it uh, catches you between the fibula and the tibia. <laughs> Oh, uh, ain't there no cure for it? Nope. I'm the first case to die from it. But it makes me feel that I haven't lived in vain, you know? At least I've been a guinea pig for humanity. Who knows? Someday people might scratch their tibias and say, Holy cat, I got the Archie Fox. <laughs> hey, hey, Arch, you're shaking. Yeah, I guess I am. Well, it looks like this is it. Guess I'm a little ahead of schedule. <laughs> I wonder what I ought to do in these last few moments. Well, uh, Arch, your funeral is liable to be very fatiguing. Why don't you lay down and take a nap? <laughs> no, Finnegan. These last minutes, I, I want to be with me friends. Matty, the fiddle, please. <laughs> lay me down here, boys. <laughs> Come on, gang. Form a circle. Gang, it ain't often that a man dies, but this is one of those sad occasions. And I want you to know that I'm going to miss you. Finnegan, old pal. Yeah. Soon, soon we'll be far apart. 
I'll be dead. You'll be... Well, I guess we won't be too. Arch. Arch. Please don't go. I have to, Finnegan. I've been called. Arch. Uh, we've been good friends for a long time, right? Right, Clifton. Would you do me a favor? Certainly, old pal. Well, uh, I'd like your permission to... Well, I would... Uh, could I... Get to the point, old man. Could you what? Arch, could I have you stuffed? <laughs> no, Finnegan, I'm... Sorry, old man, but I'd rather you remembered me just the way I am. Well, gang, I guess there's nothing left to be said. I... So I'd like to take this opportunity to bow out. Miss Duffy, quick! Huh? Get down to the corner and see if you can get Dr. Conk. Okay. Twice. I'm afraid this is goodbye. Bye, Bye, Finnegan. Goodbye, Mr. Archer. Bye, Eddie. Well, I guess this is it. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, (laughs) I think it'd be nice if, uh, before I go, somebody would say a few kind words over me remains. Well, I'll take a stab at it, uh. Thanks, Finnegan. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Billy Beloved, uh, on this Sad occasion. Uh, I want you to know. Uh, Finnegan, I ain't got much time. <laughs> don't be in such a rush. On this occasion, I would like to drink a toast. Thank you, Clifton. To us. Here's mud in your eyes. What? Oh, I'm sorry, I think. Well, all right, I understand. Well, boys, I'm getting weak about a moment. Better gather in a little closer. I, I want to save me breath for the death rattle. <laughs> well, so long, gang. Hello. Look, Duffy, don't bother me. I'm busy dying. Well, goodbye, gang. Hold it, Arch. Here comes Miss Duffy with the doctor. Now, what is all this about? Where is the patient? Oh. Say, he is dead. No, I'm Finnegan. That's the corpse over there. (laughs) Let me feel his pulse. It's too late, Doc. I ain't got no pulse left. Uh, Just just a minute. Mm -hmm. Exactly what I thought. Archie, there's only one thing wrong with you. Why is it, Doctor? You don't pay your bills. <laughs> you mean I'm alive? Of course. Not a thing in the world wrong with you. Finnegan, Eddie, did you hear that? I'm alive. Now, Archie, about my bill. Yeah? As I told you, I'm going to give you exactly three days to pay it. Three days to pay the bill? So that's what you were talking about on the telephone. I don't know what you're talking about. Quiet, my stuffy. Look, Doc. Stop worrying. I got the dough. Here. Archie, that's the money we put up for the funeral. Yeah, if you ain't gonna die, at least give us our dough back. <laughs> but that ain't 
interest. Now, just a minute, gang. Before you get mad, I, I wish you'd listen to the old philosopher. You know, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And you'll find that in giving, you yourselves have begat. <laughs> in other words, do unto others, and you will find the road to happiness. Drop dead. <laughs> Duffy's Tavern for this evening, but let's meet here again at the same time next Wednesday. Duffy's Tavern is brought to you by Vitalis for well-groomed hair and Truchet, the hand lotion with the beforehand extra. Each Wednesday, Bristol Myers brings you Duffy's Tavern and Mr. District Attorney, which follows immediately over most of these stations. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Inner Sanctum, followed by Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.